हेलो वेलकम टू द सेल्फ लर्निंग पॉडकास्ट बाय डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह लेट अस स्टार्ट डिस्कशन ऑन यूनिट एटीन डेवलपमेंट प्लानिंग नेचर एंड स्कोप एंड वी आर गोइंग टू डिस्कस द टॉपिक एम्प्लॉयमेंट जनरेशन एम्प्लॉयमेंट अपॉर्चुनिटीज इन द कंट्री साइड हैव डिक्रीज्ड ड्यू टू द लो पब्लिक इन्वेस्टमेंट इन एग्रीकल्चर hence alternative avenues have to be explored since private investment is directed more towards non farm sectors like horticultures land conversation is taken place towards these activities according to ic dhingra 2005 the role of rural non farm sectors in the employment generation would be crucial since the urban sector has limited absorption capacity and agriculture too can provide only limited employment opportunities to the ever expanding rural workforce the rural non farming sector includes all non agricultural activities except crop husbandry located in rural towns and the small towns opening up of the economy to international trade is expected to further accentuate the diversification of rural economy there is need for better market link with trade hubs and as well coordinated policy of linkages between large and medium industries involvement of the private sector and non government organizations should be actively sought it would infuse competitiveness and ensure better quality enhancement technology dissemination standard setting and skill development rural urban linkages would be important it would be important to promote infrastructure development to link villages with urban areas so as to ensure the sustained growth of agriculture and agro based activities development of small and medium towns and their linkages with the rural hinterland and semi urban areas is very important besides liberalization and reform of urban laws such as property tax all would boost infrastructure development in urban areas which would have positive spin off effect on rural areas now let us discuss human resource development there is a need to invest in human capital formation to avail of the opportunities in businesses particularly the it sector for the same education would have to be given required impetus or priority through the resource allocation in budget besides irresponsible administration thrives on low human development index as suggested in the south asian development report cited in the 10th plan for empowerment measures such as the right to information and citizens charter to be effective human development would be imperative dalmia however that staff expenditure would increase which would add to the total non plan revenue expenditure 
in states which is the main cause of imbalance however certain innovative experiments could be tried madhya pradesh and rajasthan have taken recourse to contractual employment of teachers for primary education uttar pradesh has opted for one time capital grant to encourage private educational institutions rather than recurrent grants in aid now let us discuss the ruler credit as per nsso data collected in its 59th round of survey ruler households are nearly 48 million out of which 40 million ruler houses living in extreme poverty earning less than rupees 30 per day another 20 millions are barely on the subsistence level in urban areas around 15 million households are in extreme poverty hence micro credit is a significant requirement in development planning sidbi and other institutions are making efforts for financial capacity of ngos by providing them grant assistance however the move needs to gain momentum as the coverage is still rather limited it is hoped that the unemployment youth in villages could be trained and incorporated as extension workers credit demand of this 75 million strong bottom of the pyramid segment bop segment is estimated at around 500 billion banks have been hesitant in their lending commitments with regard to this sector as it is a high risk venture hence an innovative solution by way of banks shg self help group linkage is being explored gradually the efforts should be to expand the scope of non government organization involved in micro credit from providing credit for production and consumption to micro entrepreneur level and hence to small enterprise level for that shgs would need to be networked and upgraded financially and with respect to managerial capacity opinions differ about the impact of globalization on rural credit according to am amdeep ray the union government has allowed proposals for joint ventures foreign collaborations industrial licenses and 100% export oriented units these envisage an investment opportunity of the rupees 19100 crore this creates tremendous business opportunity for both public and the private sector bank though the authorities are on the whole unhappy with the efforts of the banking sector in lending to small and marginal farmers in backward regions since the money lenders still hold a firm grip on ruler credit future scenario according to the ray is optimistic 
According to Ray, since the urban banking scene is getting cluttered day by day, it would not be long, though arguably before private banks start looking at the ruler market. These along with the 27 public sector banks could step up investment in agriculture. According to Wagish, it is also not entirely true that farmers do not repay their loans. The moneylenders still thrive because his service is timely. In that, he presents ready cash more like an ATM, hence doing away with the rigidity of institutional finance is the solution one must look at. Presently, documentation procedures are cumbersome in that farmers have to pay stamp duty, registration charges, etc., which make credit costly. The same could be rationalized improvement on rural infrastructure and basic services like schools, hospitals, etc. will encourage the bank staff to stay in rural areas. Since bank staffs are reluctant to go on rural postings, a separate credit cadre of rural officers could be created. As far as the issue of repayment is considered, efforts should be made to improve the credit worthiness of farmers by providing them training, credit and necessary production as well as market infrastructure to enable them to move up the ladder from marginal or subsistence worker to micro entrepreneur and then to small entrepreneurs. Besides, repayment could be monitored better and also made easy for farmers by taking small portions back at the time. Allows there is a need for better strategizing by public sector banks in terms of segments like the small and medium enterprise sector. Private banks do not venture into the rural credit because it is not profitable considering. They were to venture it would be profitable area where rich farmers operate such as commercial cropping. The basic agenda of reducing income inequality would remain largely unattended. Efforts should therefore be made to, made to agriculture an attractive business proposition by carrying out on with the unfinished agenda of land reforms meaning consolidated holding, undertaking risk mitigation. As part of development planning to reduce disaster losses from events such as floods by insurance facilities for farmers in case of drought, flood, etc. To tackle price fluctuations, farmers presently do not have options such as entering into futures contract whereby they can sell at 
the favorable price at the time of harvest. The same should be considered. The next one is public administration. The most important issue that needs to be resolved in the interest of rural development is whether it is journalist, job or area or domain or the specialist. Looking at the issue aforesaid, it is a technical job and therefore it is important to see that hierarchy does not staple the scientist. It is important to note that the agricultural scientists were frustrated during the green revolution because they were mostly placed lower down the hierarchy in subordination to journalists and their opinions did not matter on that occasions. Now let us wind up the session and take rest. Thank you very much for engaging yourself with the self-learning podcast.